Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Man, it is an exciting week around my house. Yes, why is that? Uh, extra kids. Extra kids. And the school system gave the full week off for Thanksgiving break. Yes. And we are loving that. And we're in John chapter 11. John chapter 11. So I hope everybody who has these days off going to be able to get a lot of text talk in. You know, 11 is a longer chapter, but huge payoff. I hope you read it. It's one of those well-known accounts. Yes. Where Jesus is going around performing a miracle. One of these signs. One of the signs, yeah. yes. A significant sign. And as you said, it's a longer chapter, so we're not going to read the whole thing. I am going to assume that for many people, it's a familiar story. If this is new to you, we'll talk enough about it to get the whole thing. But for right now, we're just going to read. We're, we're uh, building a lot of anticipation. We are. We're just what, going to read up through verse 16. What could it be? Now a certain man, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he'll recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. What an interesting episode here that word has been sent to Jesus of the sickness of Lazarus. And we get some setup here. We're, we're told that uh, Martha and Mary are very special to Jesus, uh, that Mary even had anointed his feet. And well, he will. She one. will. This is one of those places... This is one of those places where John is giving the nod that he knows we know the story. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say, because chronologically, we haven't been told that story yet. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's going to come. But John knows he expects his readers to already know that that's that. And he's saying she's the one. We're going to get to that story, but she's the one. Makes me think that um, probably all of this story is one that his readers had heard about. Supposed to be, yeah. Some, some familiarity with these people. Which gets back to what we've said multiple times, but it's probably been a couple of weeks, that John is writing for second or third generation Christians. We're mm-hmm. looking toward the end of the first century, and there's a lot of these stories that he's expecting them to already know. He is striving to give the significance mm-hmm. of the stories. So you've got the synoptics, which which just plot us through. Here's what Jesus taught. Here's some of the 
things Jesus did. Of course, Jesus dies and is resurrected and giving us that that kind of here's the what. Here's what Jesus did. Here's what Jesus said. And John comes behind with this somewhat different gospel saying, and here's what it all means. Mm-hmm. Not that you can figure that out from those others, but he's, that's what he's really driving home on. Absolutely. I think we see another one of the motifs of our readings uh, because we have confusion here. Yes. That Jesus speaks in one way, and this time it's to disciples, and they don't understand what he's Do talking about. Do not understand. Do yeah. Not, he's and asleep. So, okay, guys, look, what I mean is, what I mean is he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Uh, you know what? Let's just throw this out real quick. Maybe you disagree with me, and we can talk about it if you want to, but Jesus is not trying to give us some type of definition of how death works. Mm-hmm. I know some people have come to this story, and they oh. talk about soul sleep and, and all that kind of thing. Jesus is not trying to say, oh, death is really just being asleep. He's, he's using a metaphor. Yeah. He's using a metaphor. They didn't understand the metaphor, and so he clarifies, look, I, no, I'm telling you, he's, he's dead. I was just thinking of it in terms of the Apostle Paul also using that metaphor. Yeah. You know, in Thessalonians and Corinthians. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. All be changed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Absolutely. But again, it's a metaphor. Yeah. It's not some type of doctoral dissertation explaining the nature mm-hmm. of death. Yeah. Uh, death, James lets us know that death is the separation of the spirit from the body. Yes. That's death. Well, and, and not to give away the, the end of this story yet but you know we're going to see death get a get a beat down here yes we death, are death get absolutely absolutely but That's... but in you know in a surprising fashion um jesus does just excuse me does not just get up and run because word is sent to him your friend lazarus is sick can i say to you I'm, look, I know it's like the rhetorical device I we preachers use. I use it a lot. Oh, this is the most shocking verse in all of Scripture. I almost said that. Okay, this is not the most <laughs> shocking verse in all of Scripture. Uh, but. Well, second only to... You know, I've never heard this before. <laughs> it's always been said this way. It's but always been said I've that, been thinking. Yeah, we've got we've got these things. I went to a conference, and now I that's, need to that's t- mine. That's a, <laughs> sit no, down. I've so, been to a conference. <laughs> so okay, it's not the most shocking, but it is shocking to me. I, I read now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother was ill. So the sisters sent to him saying. Lord, he whom you love is ill. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus heard it, he said this illness doesn't lead to death. So he's talking to the disciples. Now, verse five. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he gathered the disciples together and took off because he wanted to take care of this. Doesn't say that. (laughs) That's what I'm expecting. He's hey. He loved them. He loved them. So he decided not to go right yeah, now. He, so when he heard he was sick, no, he didn't I'll, stay two days. I'll, I'll get there later. I'll get yeah. there later. But, but he loved <laughs> What's up them? with that? But What's, he loved them. But he loved them. But he what, loved them. And I think, I, I don't know that Mary and Martha knew that he lingered and delayed, but they do know, well, had you been here, he wouldn't have died. They, they both do. say it. Yeah, they do. They do. Had you been here, he wouldn't have died. And they say it amidst tears. Yes. Yes. So they're getting my surprise. Mm-hmm. They're getting my surprise. If you were going to do something about this, why didn't you come and do something about this? And so right there might be the thing to talk about or, or think about for a moment. Um, he didn't step in and do something immediately when requested. No. So does that mean he didn't love them? Well, it says he loved them. Or it says he loved them. So don't doubt his love. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. He does love them. And he's got his timetable and he's got his plan. Yeah. 
One of the yeah. things that occurred to me, I have never thought about this before mm-hmm. when reading this. You know, you've never heard it this way before, Andrew. But I've been thinking. Let's, let's add a new uh, column to our <laughs> text talk bingo right next to Inclusio. You never heard this before. You never heard this before. Most I, shocking statement in the I've Bible. I've got something new. Okay. No, no. But for me personally, I, I never thought before about the fact that actually Jesus didn't have to show up to do something about this. Hey, that's a good point. Because we we got worked some miracles from a distance, hasn't he? Right. In Matthew chapter eight, also repeated in Luke chapter seven, there's the guy who has faith who says, Look, no, 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 you don't you don't even need to come to my house. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. What an amazing parallel there, because word has been sent to Jesus at a distance that you have a sick friend. Yes. And so he could just say a word. And then when the messengers get back about that same time, Lazarus was healed. And, like, and it was an amazing miracle. And the messengers can ask, well, when was he healed? Well, that was the same time we were the talking to Jesus. Hour. Yeah, could have done that. It didn't go that way at all. But he didn't do that. Instead, Lazarus has to continue to suffer in whatever sickness he's dealing with. And mm-hmm. I don't know how much pain that was. I don't know how much suffering that was. Mary and Martha had to suffer the grief and pain of the loss for four days uh, of their the the brother whom they love is well, now dead, and, and they're dealing with let's that. Let's talk about dealing with that. Let's talk about the process because that means the mourners come in. Yes, and that means we rep- prepare the body, and we do all the funeral rites and and ceremony, and we bury him. They get to go through all of that uh, before Jesus arrives. Well, and how much how much are Mary and Martha praying for Lazarus? How much is Lazarus praying? I don't know mm-hmm. what all prayers they mm-hmm. were offering. They're mm-hmm. sending for Jesus. I think they're sending for Jesus because they want Jesus to come heal their brother, and which is why that's their response. Had you made it on time, he would have lived. But instead, he is silent. He does not respond at all. It's utter silence from Jesus. In fact, he's just sitting back for a couple of days with the disciples. I, I know as the story is told, there's just these few statements. But think about that. For two days, at least, he's just continuing to interact with his disciples and doing nothing. He has a knowledge that they don't have. And then when he talks about it, they misunderstand it. You he, know? He, he doesn't send a messenger back saying, I got this. I'm on my way. I got this. I'm on my way. Hey, don't worry. It's going to get dark, but I'll fix it. He doesn't say, you know, he doesn't send anything. Like you said, silence, just radio silence coming from the Lord at this point. And I, I think one of the reasons why we are impressing upon people to help them get the picture is because we can have moments in our life and seasons in our life when there is sorrow, when there is grief, or when we are praying so fervently for something, for the Lord's intervention, and we're not seeing it. We're just not saying it. it's silent and not just sorrow, but straight on suffering, mm, suffering. Yeah, we, we might yeah. be going through suffering, whether it's emotional suffering or biological suffering. I'm going to even take this to the level of persecution. Okay. When we sure. uh, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. I think about the end of Hebrews and the number of people who did not cave when they were suffering persecution mm-hmm. because and now here's the key. In Hebrews, it says, because they were looking forward to the resurrection, they wanted to have a better resurrection. And I think that's the story we're supposed to see here. Now, I get the limitations on what I'm about to say. Lazarus is raised from the dead, and he will die again. He is still in this world. It's not It's not the ultimate resurrection. He's not in that ultimate resurrection body. I, right. I know that. But I do believe that what we're supposed to see in this lesson, in, in this account, is not merely, hey, when things aren't going your way, just trust the Lord because he's got a better plan for you. Although I think that's there. You know, sure. oh, it's a yeah. bigger thing. You you guys were hoping he would come heal him. He's actually going to come raise him from the dead. That's a bigger thing. He's got a bigger plan. I, I think that's true, but I don't think that's the limit of the lesson. I think really the lesson that I'm supposed to get here, that you're supposed to get here, is that our hope 
is resurrection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the resurrection is what we're looking yeah. forward to. We're not looking forward to pain-free life. We're not looking forward to convenient, easy life. We're not looking forward to leisure and pleasure. We're not looking forward to a long retirement. What we're looking forward to is resurrection. So when we're going through stuff mm -hmm. and it's painful and we don't understand why God is not doing something about it, when we cry out to him right now, why won't you do something about this? What I need to remember is the promise is resurrection. I think we also need to remember the word says he loves us just like he loved Lazarus. Yes. The scripture teaches that he loves us. And the demonstration of that is his death upon the cross, the glory and victory of resurrection. Yeah. But when we come to a dark season, a dark place, and it may be silent for us, yeah. but we don't need to doubt his love. It, it goes back to just that very simple yet profound teaching. Okay. Uh, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. That's some good theology. And we just need, we need to believe him. Yeah. Our great God and Father, we thank you for today. Fathers, we have begun reading John 11 and looking at this account, the amazing miracle and sign of raising Lazarus from the dead. Before we get to that joy of that miracle and that sign, there is the sorrow. And knowing that many days in our lives, we may be struggling with that or our, our friends and our neighbors, our brethren. Father, in those difficult seasons, help us to take great hope in the resurrection, to know that your love is there and your plan is that which is best. Help us, Father, particularly if we're struggling today in sorrow and in silence, to continue on another step of faith because you are good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Happy Monday, Edwin. <laughs> I wasn't ready to start. Okay. <laughs> you told me you told me you were ready. All right, all right. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Deep breaths.